Welcome to the Time Travel Journal podcast series. My name is Sumaya Sodik Ojibara. I will be taking excerpts from my book, Time Travel in My World, and let's travel some of the way together in yours and ours. I hope that I can reflect on some of the writings that I've already shared in the book, and I invite you to find meanings that may also present you the opportunity to form, reform, and transform. In this podcast series, the hope is that I can unpack some more, some of the thoughts and ideas, some of the experiences and emotions that may have informed or inspired some of the writing. I'm pretty excited about this. I hope you are too. So thank you for joining me. From the chapter, be loved, be love, be loved. To love art from a distance is to love with the luxury of a love sometimes more imagined than real. It is to love from far away, to love in the shelter of fantasies, to love sheltered from the real reality of what is nearby. It is to love with respite in the separation of space and time. It is sometimes to live with the widening of love from the widening of space. It is sometimes to live with the waning of love from the waning of time. It is to live for a love that loves no longer. It is to live for a love that no longer lives. To love that which, who is closest, is to love without the cover of mystery, without the allure of the mysterious. It is to love without the make-believe of what love is or not. It is to love without the magic of the love in folklore of a storyteller, the love stories on the lips of poets. It is to love with imperfections, imperfectly the imperfections of another. It is to love despite To love that which is out of sight. It is to love the ordinary in the ordinary. It is to love the large, to love the little, to love the least likely to be loved. To love someone far or near is to know that love may come as a traveller, that love might make a home, that love can, that love will. Love loves no matter the span of space or time. So to love someone far or near is to first love to love. It is to love from loving yourself with more than enough love to love more. It is to love yourself, love the other enough to love each other from afar. It is to love yourself, love yourself enough to part from your other. It is to love closer to bring closer. It is to love closer to be closer. It is to love and be loved with, from, by the greatest love of all, the love of God, the love of the all-loving. In some of our closest relationships, we see each other so much that we stop seeing each other altogether. We see more of what they are and less of who they are. 
oftentimes too, we see the what without the why. And when we do see the why, we don't make the connections between the who, what, and why. We are so focused on our what and why, leaving very little or no space for the who beside or before us. We fail to realize or forget that the who informs the what, the what that is or is not, the why and how. We then have to question how truly close we are to our loved ones when they seem to be far off in the distant recesses of our consciousness. If we are honest with ourselves, we will see that our loved ones have become familiar strangers in life who once had cling to our mindful loving, not mindless living in the space of our shared relationship. If we see that, we will turn to that loved one besides or before us in this moment and start to look again. The more we look, the more we will start to see the who, then the what, then the why, until they're no longer separated by commas and full stops for single words or sentences. It is only then we will start to understand the how that can make our relationship what it used to be, better than it was and or the best it can be. I love talking about love. I love love. When I think about love, I'm filled with so much sense of joy, intrigue, fascination, sadness, curiosity. A sense of something extraordinary. Something that feels like like none other. I could talk about love all day. But I've chosen these excerpts from that chapter, which is one of the shortest chapters in the book. Because I have so much to say, so... When I was putting together, I thought I would just put some and this definitely will be one of those chapters that will also be in the next editions of the book, the series. So when I talk about love, I talk about it with a sense of excitedness. There is a sense of anticipation. Yet there's a sense of loss that comes with what is lost. How loss almost always accompanies love. But I focus on love Farthest and nearest in this excerpt. When we love from a distance, we make up stories. Beautiful love stories. 
we hear sight, we hear sounds, we make sighs, we form stories. that are beyond the reality of what we know. And so I describe it in this excerpt as a luxury. I mean, we can go to far lands in our minds with our imagination to the extent of our fantasies. And that's a luxury. That's a luxury of loving from a distance. We're sheltered from the reality of what that love actually is. And that experience of loving becomes bigger. The bigger the space gets between the reality of what is, of what we think is. And sometimes our sense of that love would only move in the, in the waning of time. As time goes, the love goes. As time goes, the love may grow. Because again, we're loving from a distance. And so even loves that are no longer continues to live even longer because we have that privilege of distance. We're not nearby. We don't have to be confronted with the reality of what that love is or the fact that the love is no longer. We simply make a shrine of that love in our minds, in our hearts, we worship at its feet. We feed it. We nourish it. We build it into castles. And we may make choices. Rightly or wrongly. Based on this love. From afar. Then I talk about the other side of it. To love that which is closest, without the cover of mystery, stark, real, flawed, imperfect. There's no make-believe here. There's no magic. There are no stories. And I, I love this line that I put there. It is to love with imperfections, imperfectly the imperfections of another. So when we love closest, when we love next, 
we will be loving imperfectly the imperfections of another with our own imperfections and it is and we will love despite that we would love what seems profound what seems beautiful and we would love the least that would ever ever chosen to love Either way, I describe love as a traveler. And if we are favored, love makes a home with us, far or near. But how do we even start to tell what is real, what is imagined, near or far, is first to know love. It's first to love love. And the greatest love, our first love, is a love that we have for ourselves. And then will find the greatest love. So our first love is a love for ourselves and our greatest love is a love for the one that is all loving. Al-Wadud. The loving. Allah. And in loving ourselves is to love every part of who we are. Not in a way of a self-centeredness that has no space for any other love. No. Actually, it's a way, it's a love that is inclusive. It's a love that allows you to include every part of you with empathy and compassion. Where you then say, I love me, but I do not love this about me. And because I don't love this about me, I want to improve myself. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better version of myself. As I said in one of the episodes, even that we choose because we're created in moods that are perfect for us even with certain imperfections that we might see and so whatever it is that we don't love about ourselves we must engage with we must question because that is that's what i refer to as Loving yourself in order to give yourself truths about yourself as well as the other that you might be in love with. 
It is to love yourself in order to separate from that other if that love no longer serves you. It is to love closer to be closer. Starting with yourself. It is to love from afar if that is safer. If that is what to enable you to continue to love yourself better. And ultimately, like I said a little earlier, it is to love and be loved from by the greatest love of all. That's the love of God. I think when we talk about love at times, we might start to think, well, how can I say that I love myself? That sounds selfish. Look at all the people that need loving. And so this first excerpt is to get us to think about what love means, what we know about love, what love feels like far and near, what is fantasy, what is fact, what is only self-serving and selfish, and what is self-loving. Selfful. It is to know what love is for yourself through loving the creator of yourself. And it's to know what love is for others through loving yourself by loving the creator of both of us, both of you. There's a lot to unpack here. But I try to get us to think about the whole idea about love and the stories we tell ourselves about love and that how that informs the choices we make about love. Which takes me to the second part of the excerpt that I read from the book. I talk about love in our close relationships. Where we see so much of ourselves that we actually stop seeing each other. They become rules, labels, names, they become more of what they do, less and less of who they actually are. We see some of the actions of the other person, the close relationships, 
we do not bother to check the why. And we certainly don't make the connections of the who is this person in my life, of the what they do, of the why they do what they do. And if we do focus on the what and why, we certainly don't pay enough attention to the who anymore. We don't understand that every single part of that tells the story of the person next to us. So we claim that our loved ones are the closest to us in theory. In truth, they're the farthest in our consciousness. And if in this moment you're feeling the meaning of what I'm saying, a picture is forming in your mind and there's a veil that is being lifted from your eyes, then this is a moment of truth. That the ones we call our loves have indeed become the ones that are least loved by us. And the moment we start to realize this is the moment where we open the doors and the windows to love that once was and love that will become even more of what can be. I'm hoping that between the two excerpts that I've read will be our ability to see between truth that we form, the truths that we tell ourselves, the lies that we have told ourselves for so long that they feel like truths. And that in actual fact, the closest people to us, the loves of our lives, become distant memories, frozen in time, because we're no longer connecting from places of truth. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for walking with me, for being present, for participating.
with your presence. This is an episode that I connect very deeply with. As I said earlier, I love love. I think it is as I get older that I realize there's so much to love. There's so much to love about me. There's so much to love about the people that I meet. So much to love about the world. There's so much to love about the one who created me. There's so much to love about my Lord. And so, you're probably going to hear more. You hear words that talk about love. You hear words that talk about the loving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The majestic, the exalted, the majestic. But as we get ready to finish this episode, I hope that the meanings that you might take from our travel this moment today will really get you thinking about the loves in your life. As I record this episode, I can hear the sounds of the wind blowing from outside. And somehow, it seems a suitable metaphor for this whole idea of love. Where love blows, where love goes, where it is blown. Where love is seasonal, where love comes as a storm, where love feels like the sun. So I hope that as we travel, that you're already in a place of emerging. That you're emerging into a place of realization. That the love that you have, that you carry within, is immeasurable. And that it is such a loss when we have so much love within us and yet we feel so unloved. Where we have so much love within us and yet we cannot love. Where we have so much love within us and we do not recognize love that enhances, love that expands, Love that is exceptional. Rather, 
are willing to settle for what we call love that robs of the goodness that we have that robs us of the goodness that we have the capacity to give we call it love so I'm hoping that you will find yourself in a place of love where yes you may shed tears of all that is lost of love and after you've allowed the tears to fall that you will look around you and you see so many many treasures of love I hope that from that second part of the excerpt that I shared that as you get to meet you and you get to know you and you get to love you more allows you to start to see the ones that love you the ones that are close to you not just to see them as a role a spouse a son a daughter as a friend a teacher the neighbor a colleague but as people with names as people with days where they are shown for who they are imperfect beings as people with stories why they have a frown on their face why they're so happy why they wear the shoes the way they do what a date means to them what ticks them off those marks on the calendar what they say in their sleep what they're secretly afraid of that you can see makes them happy or makes them sad or makes them scared what irritates them because it is only when you start to see the who that you can understand the what and the why and that is when you can love those imperfections with your own imperfections i hope that this moment love shows up in many colors in your life
I hope that the ones that you have, you will cherish. I hope that the ones you've loved, and that have left, and the ones that no longer leaves, allows you to say, I have loved. I hope that as we finish this episode, that you'll be lifted by love, that you'll be led by love, that you will lead with love, that you will love with love. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Filled with love, full of loving.